one to no. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the All Pro Dads Podcast. I'm Damien. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dame underscore APD. Here with my co-host, Tony. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at TV3 underscore APD. Thank you guys for listening. We love you and appreciate you. That was loud. Whoops. Oh, well. What's up, guy? How you doing, Papa? What did you think about that halftime show? I loved it. So did I. I'm not going to lie. Greg was lit. Oh, I bet. Oh, I, was talking was to, I was talking to Haley about it when they, <laughs> when they were performing, and I was like, I can only imagine what Greg's doing right now. Oh, yeah. You know him. Yeah, you probably had it way up. blasting yeah, up. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, fuck. Mila's all. What's going on? It's the first great. concert in the basement, huh? Pretty much, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, basically. Damn, I could, I should have just spit Snoop's verse right there, honestly. Think you could have? Um, yeah, probably. Uh, I would have got like 83% of it right. Had to take a deep breath in there? Yeah. And like one of the, like when he starts rapping fast, yeah, you're like, I just, <laughs> that's where my breath is, yeah. <laughs> and I'll just. It's when that nicotine hits, that was vaping lungs. Thanks. For making me feel like a piece of shit. Uh, well, we're here, fucking an hour and a half later. Yeah. Couldn't figure out audio for God knows whatever reason. Whatever uh, happens. <coughs> At least we hopefully figured out that echo. Oh, you hopefully. guys don't have to hear that. Fuck. Sorry about that. The last two weeks, we're, we're assuming it's my fault. Yeah, we're still rookies to this too, though. So yeah. it's like, you know, we're not rookies too being dads yeah i had a dad sports moment yesterday yeah and i wanted to cry was yeah. it um mila was eating a cheeseburger yeah. in her chair <laughs> and um i was like oh it's opening day yeah for college baseball well let's watch baseball it was at like eleven forty-five, and no baseball game started till like noon yeah so i put on softball bro this kid did not Locked take in. her eyes off the tv yeah didn't make a peep like anything oh was, that's good no it was nuts yeah it was like she was watching goddamn disney movie or something yeah i was so happy even jordan was looking at her like holy like shit. you're into this yeah yeah it was nuts it's probably because it's different too yeah because the girls get like that like i was telling you with kata like since they have the basketball hoop now like we'll see it on tv and she'll be like look ball uh-huh. ball that's dope she like calls it out and then she'll sit there and she'll watch games with me until she gets bored, because, you know, kids' attention spans are just... Yeah. When she's not in her chair, she's able to just get up and run. Gotta love it. Yeah. It's great. How's your week? It was good. Long. Yeah, mine yeah. too. Overtime's there. I got so, Monday off because of the holiday, so not complaining. Oh, there you go. Wait. Like, this past Monday? This upcoming Monday. What's the holiday? President's Day? I thought that was last Monday. I guess it's this upcoming Monday. What? Uh, that's just what uh, my coworker said. Oh, because Danny and them were off. Oh, it is this one. The fuck did Danny have Monday off for? Danny, mm. why were you off on Monday? The fuck? Valentine's Day? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> got off? Just Maybe just took it off. Maybe he's that good of a guy. Take Valentine's Man, Day off. Who knows? So I celebrate on Saturdays. Yeah, for sure. God, that was a... More money. Fuck. Ours isn't too bad. You went to Roadhouse too, huh? Yeah. It was Yours delicious. was probably more expensive because you had the girls. 
No, they they share. Oh. Like a what do we get them? They shared mac and cheese. Oh okay. Yeah, and then what did I get? I got a New York. I think Haley got a New York too. Really? You get yeah. the New York, huh? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more of a ribeye guy. Yeah. How do you get your steak cooked? Medium rare. Oh, my dog. It's the, the best way, way to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like at Roadhouse, they always fuck your order up, so you have to like order it less cooked than what you actually want it because mm-hmm. they're gonna overcook it no matter what. Yeah. I was surprised my medium rare was pretty good though. Was it? Yeah. W. Love I mean, it had to have been like the sixtieth fucking medium rare steak you probably cooked <laughs> that day, so it's hard to fuck like fuck it up when you Dude, made that many. You went to Arvada. Yeah. We went to River Point and fucking they Oh, I could hear you scratching. Did you hear that scratch my beard? <laughs> yeah. I got a really bad itch and I was oh like, I can't God. wait till this That yeah. was good. Um no, we fucking they brought out our salads first and they were like super behind in the kitchen and shit. Yeah. Bro, they had no silverware. We had to eat that shit. With with your fingers? Plastic. No way. Swear to God. That's terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was kind of pissed. Our service was great. Yeah. I mean, we had, we waited, what, an hour or ten? I didn't mind because I was able to finish the the rest of the, the Toronto game in the car. Oh, yeah. The Nuggets Toronto. And then, yeah, we got in. We got out the car a little after the game ended, went in, waited for, like, another, like, ten minutes, and then they sat us. And after that, it was, like, super quick. We waited ten after we got there. But I did the call-ahead list thing. Oh, yeah. So like got you on like, the list a little ahead. Yeah, they were like it's a forty-five minute wait. And I just took I took the long way there, so that was like a half hour drive. Yeah. So it killed most of the time. Yeah, good old Valentine's Day. Gotta I enjoyed it. it. It was fun. Mine was a fucking bomb. It was great. Besides the plastic fucking forks, that was the only thing that sucked. Was it? I got Haley this new perfume. It's fucking gas. Oh yeah. Yeah, it smells so good. <laughs> fucking guy, you know, we get all bricked up on me. All right. Oh, it was. It smells great. She loves it. So do you. Yeah. What the fuck? Hey. What are you doing? Yeah. Let's figure it out. Wife. Significant other. All right. Sports, 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 sports. Yeah. Sports, yeah, sports, yeah. Sports. <laughs> I mean, we can make this a non-fucking sports episode if we really wanted to, but. Yeah. We won't. It was a, it was a good week, though. It was. My predictions were. Spot on or what? Yeah. I had a 3-0 and for the Nuggets, a 2-1 and for the Avs. The 2-1 and didn't come the way I thought, but. No. And I was glad that I was wrong about my apps prediction. Yeah, like you were that, just wrong, but they, like, dominated Vegas that, yeah. out there. Yeah. It was a really good game to watch. Yeah, I would have liked a little more offense, but... I liked it. I eh, um, well, I wasn't upset. What like, I liked about it was how you were saying, like, the playoff hockey. Like, that's what that seemed like to me. Not a yeah. high scoring. Yeah. And the abs came out physical as fuck. Yeah, like, they did. Yeah. So... And it was... um. Like, I don't want to say they played out of there, like, out of the way the Avs normally play, but that's kind of what it seemed like to me. Yeah, and I, like, I wanted to bring this up to you, too, is, like, what I noticed is the Avs, the last two years, obviously, last year, they got bumped by Vegas in the mm-hmm. playoffs. In the After round. leading the series. Right. And then when they played Dallas the year before, that was the Western Conference Finals, and they got bounced by them. Mm-hmm. And it was always a story and, like, a narrative of, too small. Too small, not physical They're enough. too, like, uh, what's that word? Like pretty, almost. Yeah. Finesse. They're almost like too pretty. Yeah, finesse. exactly. They're not and willing to do the dirty work. I think 
this year the Avs are still sticking to like the finesse game and being you know the fast skating team and stuff. And when the physical situations like approach is when they tackle those. Yeah. They're not bringing the physical situation upon themselves, which is like almost what like media felt like. I felt like is what media wanted them to do, mm-hmm. but that's not who they are. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like everything's working and. And I think that's why they're so young. And I think that's why the Vegas game was so just different because you, they're not the team that will bring the physical like game. They they can be, but, but that that was a game where they were like they came out from the gate and they were like I don't I don't know how to say this, but they were like by far the more physical team out there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Every which is normally what Vegas you don't see. Like normally way. it's like okay, we had a couple hits like go against us, and now it's like okay, like they yeah. want to play physical. Well, let's play fucking physical. And I think that's because, you know, we've played Vegas how many times in the last two years or whatever, and we know now, yep. you know, this is how they're coached. This is how it's it's who Vegas is. Yeah. You know, and that's a it's a good thing to see on Bednar's part, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As a coach, he's making the adjustments he needs to make. Yeah, before, speaking of adjustments, he had that, before they had Vegas, they had the, the split games with Dallas. Right. And I know we said we don't feel like there's a, uh, a so-called scheduled loss in there, but uh, that the NHL like normally don't do. Right. But I feel like the benching of not having Kemper play against Dallas kind of like sets you up for like a, we're going to rest him. Like we could play him and then play him against Vegas, but we're going to rest him for the Vegas game. Um, I'm going to disagree with you because the backup that you have in Franco should be, you expect to win that game. It's not like it's, I just don't, the scheduled loss now. No. I no. You don't think he took it as like a... Because he could have easily started Kemper and you know they would have won because oh, no, of what he sure. did when they were out in yeah. Dallas with another shutout. Right. I think it was more of a rest. And I think you are right by he did want to look ahead to the Vegas, to Vegas. game and yeah. have Kemper in, like, for, the, in for Vegas. Not, but, maybe scheduled loss is the wrong term, but maybe he was like okay with taking a loss there. Right. Which is like kind of what I said last week of when I said we're going to go one and two. We yeah. have enough cushion to go one and two. Yeah. Thank God we went two and one. Yeah. But we have enough to take that one loss of a cushion, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it It's not going to make a break really anything, especially even if it comes down to playoff time because Dallas is kind of on that brink of in or out. And I could kind of see, especially after the trade deadlining, deadlining, oh. <laughs> um, after the deadline, if they do get rid of Pavelski, they're going to kind of be in like a, I don't want to say like a full rebuild mode because but, they're still structured to win soon. But it, it'll be a setback for sure. Yeah, exactly. So I th- that's just kind of how I take it. But yeah, they win. They went two and one. And I think the Vegas game was obviously the biggest of that trip because it was, it was the most surprising for sure. Because a yeah. lot of people were expecting high scoring not necessarily a physical matchup but they weren't expecting the abs to shut him out and it was jack eichel's return too and Mm -hmm. jesus everybody in big media was that's all they talked about oh there was broadcast yeah and there was fandle boost and there was boost Mm -hmm. on traff king i mean it was ridiculous yeah which he's a great player don't don't knock it but yeah vegas may have lost the game but vegas made a lot of money off that game as well yeah you know how many people probably took those boosts oh yeah yeah, show me the money. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was a good trip, or not trip, but you know, good little round robin, three game for him for him. 
You have a uh, McKinnon too getting back in the scoring goals. Yep. So it's good to see. He, he had seen, one today too. Yeah, another one. He should have had two. He had one. One of them. The was only one off. against Dallas. Um, had a couple good looks against Vegas. He's. You see him starting to be a little more aggressive. And I think he knows because it's second half and it's. Yeah. I think he's just that good of a player. And like it's my turn. I could turn it on type of deal. Yeah, and like, like his, switch. his work ethic is there to where he's like, all right, let's get dialed the fuck in mm-hmm. and really, you know, lock it in and and get ready for playoffs and I'm done losing, yeah. basically. Like you know, finally win it. Because that's his, you know, biggest thing where people talk about him, like big medias, you know, while he, what does he do in the playoffs? Like, right. what happens to the Avs? They can't finish. Which, I mean, it's you, right. You, I mean, you, yeah, you can debate. He has been absent in the playoffs. So I think that's his maturity is a good mm-hmm. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And on, it's almost like the concussion was like a blessing in disguise. Oh, yeah, because it arrested him. Yeah, it gave you, him a break, and it gave him a chance to get right. And I think the bigger thing was for the team, though, too. Like They saw like we can win, not just win a couple games, but we could go on a win streak without him. Right. Like, we don't necessarily need him to be the focal point of our team. Which is huge. And I kind of want – I'm glad you brought that up, too, because today against Buffalo, they won 5-3. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure about the fourth line, but I know for sure there was a goal from the first line, mm-hmm. the second line, and the third line, which Bednar emphasized in his postgame presser today that he wants to see more of, you know, the secondary yeah. scoring. He doesn't – he, he can't have the same five – like he game. he knows Landy's gonna get a Landy could score. He knows McCarr can score, score. McKinnon and yeah, he Ranson knows and, the normal yeah. ones. Yeah, right. And yeah, like you said, it's good to see guys step up. Yeah, and one of those games was it Dallas? Um, Looking for a name, Cadre penalties. Mm. The second Dallas game. Yeah, it was fucking horrible. Yeah, and he usually fluctuates between mm-hmm. the second and third line. But with how hot he's been this year, Bednar's had him on the second, and yeah. he actually dropped him to the third for this game today, and that's where the third-line goal came from was his was goal. his goal, right? But, yeah, I I was not very happy with how he played in that Dallas game, yeah. and I'm glad that he bounced back the way he did too because I was worried that it was almost going to like send him into a spiral, like a, a spiral, yeah. like a cadre spiral that we know him. Like for last year. And yeah, exactly. Years previous. Right. So, yeah, I was glad to see he bounced back the way he did. No, oh, yeah. 63 points on the year, career yeah. high. And we have an entire fucking second half to And go. it's big for him, too, because of the contract year. and Yeah. I would be pretty disappointed. I know some people are going to say, oh, he's only had, you know, this is his best year here with us, and it's only because it's a contract yeah. year, blah, blah, blah. But I think him getting suspended in the playoffs last year really was, it was just a eye awakening. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... He said for McKinnon, it's a maturity thing. Mm-hmm. Even though he is, you know, one of the older guys and he's been in the league for a while, I think it's what was needed for him to really get his shit in check. Yeah. And I I would love to re-sign him as long as the price is right. Yeah, they're saying that his price is going to be a little high. Mm-hmm. Going it in. for sure so. is. But, I mean, Might as well get what you can out of him. Yeah. Right. If you yeah. go get a cup with him playing as good as he is, and if this is his best year and you don't re-sign him, well, it's only better for you guys. Yeah, and it makes you look smarter. Yeah. So, anything else you want to talk about for those guys? No, not really. Like, they're still the Avs. I'm not yeah. really concerned about the Dallas loss at all. It's... No. I, their, goalie, their goalie for Dallas had a 
crazy. He had 46 saves that yeah. night. So he was standing on his yeah, fucking he, head. The looks were there. They just weren't. It was another game where we had a couple post shots too. Yeah. But. And then after you had the McKinnon goal, you still didn't feel like it was. There's just some. There's just a feeling about the game where it just didn't seem like there was a chance of. It's almost like hockey's it. like predictable in that way. You just feel the energy. You could tell that the energy is really big yeah. when it comes for hockey. Like if you don't, if one team is just playing lights out, mm-hmm. and I think it starts with the goalie. Mm-hmm. When they see their goalie is just playing absolutely crazy, that you see offenses start to, uh, you see offenses start to, like, be more aggressive. Yeah, it's uh because we know he's he's seeing the puck really good on the on our back end, so we can go you know take a couple chances. Yeah, to for score. sure. Except for today, he had a rough day today. Kemper. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the defense but was pretty fucking was, lax. Yeah. The, and it wasn't even you know I've been harping on the forecheck the entire year. It wasn't even that. It was just when transition after after they got the puck deep past the forecheck, it was when they got set up. And it was like people were just lost, and I, I don't know if it was because of I thought the early Buffalo start. had I thought Buffalo had really good puck movement though too. They did. What I see, and Buffalo has some scores on that team. Oh, yeah, like that kid Thompson. Is Thompson yeah. who had the Hattie today. Yeah, he's a fucking animal, and he's six seven. And they're they're another team that's not really in playoff contention, right? right? They're so they, that's another energy thing where yeah. trade deadlines coming up. You know, yeah. he probably doesn't want to be there. I shouldn't say doesn't want to be there, but, you know, he feels like he could be contributing on a playoff team. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, they pulled it out, so. Yeah, that's all that matters. And it was a good game to see con- contribution. Contribution? Mm-hmm. Contribution from, like we said, the other lines besides just the top line. And I think it's better to have that in the games against, you know, shittier teams like today versus, you know, yeah. How do I say no because if I however I word this it's going to sound stupid. Like of course we want production against teams like Vegas and you know the top guys. Mm-hmm. From the guys on our second and third line and fourth line. So how do I say this without sounding like a fucking idiot? Yeah, I don't know where you're going. It's with better this. to learn your weaknesses, I feel like, in games that don't count as much. No, I feel like that's every sport. Yeah, but like I mean I'm, I think in hockey it's more emphasized because it's so you know it's low scoring. Yeah, and it's crucial. Each goal means yeah exactly. A lot. Yeah, so I would rather have a five to three game against a Buffalo team opposed to like a uh, two Tampa to Bay one or Vegas where McKinnon gets both. Yeah, because on a stat sheet it looks good, but we know this hockey team well enough to where if you watch that game it's probably a pretty sloppy fucking game. You yeah. know what I mean? That's that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Where here, you if needed that makes your any sense? You needed your star to step up and win yeah. the game for you necessarily. Yeah, what you're going with. If that makes any sense at all, so who knows? <laughs> Moving on <laughs> across the mountain to those Nuggets. Oh, oh, yeah, like a that. little transition yeah. there. Okay, yeah. across, across the, the mountain. mountain. All right, yeah. you know, or through the balls. What? Because of the ball arena, sack. Oh, through the sack. Through the sack. Through the sack. Yeah. Those Nuggets had a week. Yeah. Let me pause you real quick. Yeah. It's so fucked up that ball is blue on the Avs helmets. Like, it's blue Because you could see it, yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, you know. Can other... come up with a better color? Yeah. The burgundy. Why can't we just do black? Yeah. 
I mean, fuck. Has to be color scheme. Like, we have to have blue balls on our helmets? Maybe that's why they play so good. Because they got blue balls? Yeah, just I all, probably couldn't play hockey that all, good if I had blue balls. I'll tell you that. All that testosterone just sitting there? <laughs> Not doing anything? <laughs> just ready to go fucking lay <laughs> yeah, somebody the like, fuck out. Fuck. <laughs> that's why they're playing so physical. <laughs> <laughs> Testosterone's <laughs> just flowing. Instead, yeah, those, of, instead of Derek Lewis, he's all, my balls is hot, Joe. Yeah. He's all, my balls is blue, Joe. <laughs> Fuck. Speaking of that guy, did you see the way he lost? Yeah, dude, that was brutal. Yeah. Fuck. I would hate to take an elbow to the chin from some 300-pound Samoan. After you, Who knows after how to you, fight? I wouldn't say you called a knockout, but, like, I don't know. You basically said, like, I'm coming to knock you out, and then the yeah. dude was like, yeah, I am too. Yeah. And then succeeds and knocks you out. Speaking of knockouts, we're going to put this on. That's fine. But go ahead. But yeah, so through the sack. Through the sack to those nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> that even sounds good. Uh, <laughs> they had quite the week. You're an idiot, dude. Does it not, though? It sounds fucking great, actually. Yeah. Uh, they, they did uh, have a great week. Yeah. And I'm glad that. Starting with this. that Toronto one. I'm trying to give you a compliment. Yeah. So let me just Come on. fucking slow your roll. All right. All right? Well, I. I was going to say I'm glad I'm doing this podcast with you because you know what the fuck you're talking about. But you know what? I take it back. Keep interrupting me. Go ahead. Oh, I'm going to keep because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, they had quite the game. And I think it was you that said they were going to steal that one against Toronto. Yeah. You know, and I Would you look, consider that you? a stolen game? I mean, you blocked a shot at the buzzer. No, but I'm saying like Toronto was what? Sixth or seventh in the East? Yeah, but you're said, you're playing on a back to back. You had to travel to Toronto. So, it's, yeah, it's so do a you stolen consider game, that a steal? Yeah. They okay. were on a rest. They were yeah. on like an eight game win streak. You ended the yeah. Okay. It was a stolen game. Okay. And I think Toronto led for a good majority of it too. Yeah, it they did. So yeah, yeah. It was it was such a great game to watch and see the Nuggets win in dramatic fashion. In a dramatic fashion, and then doing it from a different like side, like their defense, like clamping down and getting the win there. Yeah, but we've talked about the Nuggets being a good, you know, defensive team. Yeah, but as of late, like they're I think they're Are you like emphasizing more in crunch time? Yeah, crunch time. Like, okay. And they it being on the road in a back to back, like you see these Nuggets a lot of times on a back to back where they're they just don't have their legs under them. Right. And you it wasn't an easy game against Boston either. You would That game went down to the wire too pretty much, right. so which we were live and we both said we probably should have won. Yeah. But I mean Hey, to each his own. Yeah. yeah, so they had that one, Toronto, and then from there they went on a pretty good rest, came back to, came back home, and dominated but, Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, that was... It was a fun for, game to watch, but like... I think that it was the first the same time. fun half to watch, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? And then you realize how bad Orlando really is. Yeah. And, yeah, then... My opinion, the game of the year so far for the Nuggets is Golden State. Yeah. Did you watch? Yeah. Do you think? Um, what did I watched like the first quarter? I, and I half. know you had snow that night too. Yeah, I watched the first quarter and a half because I was playing games, but I had it on my other monitor because I put money on it, and then I ended up getting in the truck for snow, and I had to listen to that and the Avs back and forth. Yeah. And it was pretty shitty on the radio because Altitude. when the no when the Avs were on intermission, I would switch it to the Nuggets on the AM station. Yeah, and that was when the Nuggets were in a quarter break, <laughs> and oh, then fuck. 
it just seemed like the action was going double time, bowl time. No, yeah, it was. I had it. I had the Nuggets on my phone going, and I had the. Yeah, because the Avs were on TNT, so I was able to play that. Right. And so I had the Avs on TV, the Nuggets on my phone, watching. So it was a busy night that night. Yeah, I, no, I stood up. Yeah. Later than I normally. I think I went to bed at like eleven o'clock. At a boy. Because I said they were both really good games, and I had to stay up and watch. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was probably the win of the year. And I think it was the game of the year for him. And yeah. it was good because you know Monte coming back from that concussion. Yeah. Did he play the game before though? It but and just him coming back in general. Yeah, it was you know just. I don't think I have it as his first came back. It might have been. I don't know. Doesn't matter. It was just coming back off the concussion in general, like. And he didn't have like the Nuggets as a whole. They didn't have a great game to no. start. They were. It, it started off. Terrible. They were down sixteen at one point. Yeah, at one before, point before the um, half started, and I believe they were down nine or ten going into half. Half. Yeah, halftime was. They were down nine, sixty-three, fifty-four okay, at the half. I was listening to them at that time. Yeah. And the second half was just. It was another, I think it was another, like a good defensive statement game again. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, the final was 117, 116. A little higher in points than what the, you know, Nuggets have typically given up. But I think, like I said, the crunch time aspect of it is huge. Yeah. You know, Steph shot one for seven. One for eight. No, yeah, and give it, give props to the guards there. They and I thought Bones Highland was going to be on him. Austin Rivers locked him down. Yeah, pretty much. And honestly, that's what led them to get because they didn't Nuggets didn't get their first lead until fourteen seconds left in the game, and that was off of a bad shot by Steph, Mm -hmm. fading away to his left. You know, really bad miss, long rebound, and Monte gets it and drives down and. On a fast break and gets the layup, puts them up. Yeah. Was it one? Yeah. Because uh, the next time down, Steph comes down, hits yeah. the bucket, gets the foul, puts yeah. them up two, and then two. Right. And then the buzzer beater. Uh, did you notice Boogie Cousins hustle in the first half? Yeah. I loved was, it. So on the. God, you fucking just. Yeah. You know, get out of my brain. Because there was two things I wanted to bring up for the Nuggets to pick your brain a little bit on. And it was one. Really, finally, fucking signing Boogie and what you thought of his performance in those last did they couple fully, games? Did they? No, not yet. Oh, but it, yes That's or no? My opinion. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then a permanent insertion of Bones to the, the starting, starting lineup? lineup. Yeah. At least until Jamal's back, obviously. I think what Bones lacks to be in the starting lineup fully is his consistency. Like Monte will consistently get you at least ten points. Yeah, and but I think I, the Bones only reason has I that energy. That, I think the only reason I ask that is because since he's been in the starting lineup, I feel like it's the most consistent he's been in his career. No, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, I think playing with Jokic is just going to make you better too because you which, have that attention that's on you. But yeah. I, th- I think Bones plays really good with Boogie too. So I think whoever comes fair, back fair to point. fair point. Signing Boogie like you're undefeated when he in games that he's played with played for you, and I don't think that's a coincidental stat. No, either. it's and they were saying that he's like around the league. He's known as like a a bad locker room guy. You know, right. creates conflict. There's the guys love him here. Yeah, and, and I feel like that's a that's just just like a stigma that's built up oh yeah, because of boogie. how 
he he's, was before he got hurt. You know what I mean? No, yeah, and it's it's tough for a guy that was basically at the top of his game, and you know you tear your Achilles and you're still trying to get your your feet back under you. You could tell he was still like out of shape when he was on the first ten day, and now the second. Right. And the game against uh, against Golden State was when the first time I really saw him like hustling up and down the court. I'm so fucking sorry. I wanted to pull this up for you though. Yes, but I agree. Mm-hmm. The the eye test was there for Boogie mm-hmm. versus the stat sheet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would yeah. I would agree with you. And I think it really just I was kind of like irritated with just not signing him fully, fully yeah. you know. But I think it makes the third ten day look even better. And I think they're waiting they're still waiting to see what contract buyouts happen. Because there Which are there are better centers out there than what Boogie is right now. Right. You know, he's not he's still not fully a hundred percent. Like he don't look like it. Mm-hmm. But I think the impact he has on the team, it might not be hitting in the stati- statistics. St- yeah, the statistical categories, but the efforts there, the energies there, the leadership, yeah, the experience. You see the he he's the guy that's not scared to take a fucking foul. And I think playing with Jokic, it's gonna help him. Just see a different side of basketball. Because mm-hmm. he's used to being the guy. And coming off right. this injury, he's like... He's not. He don't know how to... You don't know how to adjust. You played your whole life being the number one go-to guy, and now you're... It's kind of like Drew Locke not knowing how to be a backup. Yeah, except... I don't want to go there. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's going to be back on the team next year, so it doesn't really matter. No, yeah. I think there's a chance he starts for us. Yeah. We'll get into that somewhere down the road. Mm-hmm. But... Going back to Boogie, do you think it's a good signing if you get him for a, met, a, a vet minimum? Yeah, you just got an extra, what, $2 million right, from the league mm-hmm. because of Porter. And then I think where – I think it'll help because you get him back and then his he's so good in the pick-and-roll game. And then when – Jamal's going to be back soon. I think he's going to be back sooner than people think. And remember and, I texted you too. I said uh, Bryn Forms – Forbes. Forbes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah, Bryn Forbes's pick and roll game, especially with Boogie. I texted you. No, off the, the dribble, games. yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So if he can be and your second unit guy for 20, well, then I, I 25 think minutes a game. You're going to have, when Jamal gets back, you're going to have Monte drop back down to the second unit. Not 20 to 25. Sorry. Yeah. 10 to 15. <laughs> anyway, I mean, yes. he did have 22 against Golden State, so. True. I don't think that's a, a consistent. No, he played number, his most. Though. He played uh, the off the bench. He played thirty minutes. So I don't think he can sustain that. Is what I should say. I think he can because he, his percentages are there for his shots, so he hits his shots. When a shooter's hot, a shooter's hot. It's yeah, true. It's that simple. It's kind of like we was it a practice episode that we said in basketball. You literally just have to see the ball. Yeah, you just you see it go in, and once you see it in, you're like, oh, I can hit from anywhere. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's where Steph's in a slump is he's missing shots that he normally hits. Like that fadeaway mm-hmm. that he missed, the Nuggets took the lead. Mm-hmm. He normally hits shots like that. He went one for seven from three. Yeah, it was it was a bad shooting night. And I had to watch it on like a Golden State broadcast. Ugh, which the worst. It was the worst, but then seeing Monte hit it and just like the, hearing the energy <laughs> just like. Get sucked out of yeah, the building and the broadcast. And, and out of their broadcast, like voice, yeah. they were like. Oh. I bet. That was kind of cool, though. Where are we going with that? I don't know. Uh, with Boogie. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Monte. Yeah. Monte's dropping down, so it's like. I know we were saying we're kind of short at the guard spot, but if Monte comes back, and you Jamal, or Jamal comes back and you drop Monte back down, him and Boogie paired up on a pick and roll, and then you have a Bryn Forbes who can shoot and hit the three. Or you a have a Bones because they'll they'll probably play small because that's what they did against Golden State. Yeah. In the second half, they went three guards with Jokic and Gordon, because Will it. Barton wasn't having a great game. I'm so glad to I'm see. I'm hitting miss. Ag. Oh, stepping up a little bit. You're hit and miss with Barton. With Barton, yeah. We praise Demarcus Cousins for the emphasis of hustle yeah. and effort, and that's what Will lacks. Yeah, so you see it sometimes where he's and just it's, like it's another one of those eye test things where he makes you know? a turnover and he's just like, oh, well. Yeah, and it's just a little shit, dude. It's like I know you're in the NBA, you're making millions, you're really good at what you do, but in third grade Catholic school league. They teach you to take a shot and follow your yeah, shot. Yeah, and go get and the it, rebound. And, and it's like, it's just fundamental basketball, I feel like, is what he lacks at, well, I at think times. What it is is he gets in the habit of trying to do too much, where he's, like, trying to be the playmaker, and it's like you don't have to be the playmaker because you have a Jokic. And Monte, from when, when back when he was in college, like, that's what he was at Iowa State, uh-huh. was a playmaker. Every The offense ran through him, pick and roll, like, and he was able to dish and do stuff like that. So Will doesn't have to be your go-to like playmaker guy. And when he tries to do that is when you see him start to make mistakes. And then yeah. when he's not making – when he's not – he's a guy where if he's not seeing the offensive side go right for him, his defense is going to start to lack. Which isn't – Opposed to need. being like a bones per se where, oh, I'm not getting it done on the offensive side. While defense, you see him – clamp down a little bit that's where he's going to use the majority of his energy yeah yeah i agree i don't know i think the nuggets though they're they're sitting in a good spot i and i think they're in a better spot than what people thought they would be you know yeah you're sixth in the west you don't have mp two of your three-headed what what did we say when you when they lost mpj and he wasn't playing good we with not having not knowing when jamal would be back we didn't think we thought they would be in the play-in tournament yeah that was what i was saying like as long as you could get in the play-in tournament and then yeah and we've harped on the strength of schedule the rest of the way and you know yeah they have what i hear they have seven road games after all-star break Mm -hmm. their longest road trip is only three games they have seven road games left the whole second half yeah that's not right yeah they're they're so far that's not even halfway left of the season 30 what are they? They are 20, 33 oh. and 25. So that's 48 games plus 7 is 50. What? No. They, they've played 58 games. Jesus Christ. Plus 7 is 65. Yeah. So then if 17 home games left? Yeah. Holy fuck. And they said they... they Sorry, I I know numbers. In the, <laughs> in the beginning of the... In the first half of the... Or not the first... But prior to All-Star break, they've uh-huh. played the most road games and had the most back-to-backs in the NBA. Yeah, you're sitting pretty. And you're sitting at sixth in the West, and you, you're missing arguably arguably your next two best scores besides Jokic. Right. Crazy. Yeah, they're they're good. They'll be all right. No, yeah. And see what we what we do after All-Star, huh? Nicola, 
All-Star starter. Not surprised. I want to play this for you. He's the best best player in the in the league in my so opinion. This, this is a clip of Vic Lombardi on his Twitter. He's interviewing Stephen A. Smith. For those of you who can't recognize the voice, Stephen A. Smith is very hard on the Joker, I would say, and he is very stern on the opinion of he doesn't deserve the MVP over Joel Embiid, which obviously us here in Denver were a little biased and kind of disagree, but I think the stat sheet really says, you know, a lot. No, you saw the, the yeah. tweet I retweeted. Yeah. So here's this little clip. Oh, this is more for you. Okay. All right, Stephen, trivia question. Who leads the NBA in game-saving blocks this season? I have no idea. Haven't thought about it, ain't going to think about it now. But I will tell you this. You're interviewing me from Denver, right? It must be Jokic. And I got to tell you something. Um, he's a spectacular talent. I mean, I've often joked he can't jump onto a curb, you know, but that brother can play. He is something special. And um, it's, it's, it has you marveling at his greatness while at the same time lamenting the fact that Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are out because as we talk about Denver, oh, I'm sorry, we talk about Golden State, we talk about Phoenix, we look at Memphis and Utah, Denver, not that they're completely out of the picture, but they would be very much in the picture if those guys were healthy because you're, you're literally standing right here right now talking to one of the biggest Jamal Murray fans in the world. He is something special. He's a big game player. And him with Jokic together, wow, wow. That, my friends, was the longest answer to a trivia question I've ever heard, but it was right on, man, right on. Well, man. I had to guess, because first of all, <laughs> I'm here thinking you're going to interview me about the, the Nuggets, and you're like, who leads the league in blocks in critical moments? I didn't know. I didn't know. Good stuff, man. All right. Basically just repeated everything that you fucking said. No, yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I can do For the audience, you haven't seen that clip today. No. So. Glad you know your shit, guy. It was a good answer, though, right? No, it was great. Especially coming from somebody who gives Who's hard Joker on, a, a yeah. lot of heat, you know? And I think what it is is where he said he he is such a Jamal Murray fan. I agree. You're realizing, like, damn, like, he's Jokic is still doing this without Jamal. Yeah. Because that was the biggest thing was, like, while him and Jamal are a, they're a duo, Yeah, they're like a Steph and Clay. You know, when they're both playing good, they're going to win. But when one's playing good, is can the other one keep up? You know? And, and was it a practice episode or one of our other episodes? I said, you know, it's kind of like a Jamal has an off night. You have that potential for Jokic to have. I keep saying Jokic, and it's not how you yeah. say it, but I, I really there's don't a, care. There's a guy on Twitter that I, I followed, know, I saw. and he went through, I, and he was yeah. like, yeah. Jokic. Anyway, you know, Jamal has a down night. Joker can have a big night, mm -hmm. vice versa. It's not always going to play out that way. No, yeah. But when you have them both on the court, the potential for that is there. And they're so good in the two-man game with each other. Yeah. So the fact that Joker's doing all this with – you can't say no help, but, you know. But he, he's playing with – Monte Morris is a backup guard. Yeah. You have Bones Highland who's starting who's – A rookie. A rookie backup guard. Who you could he, probably he debate had he's, a – who had a slow start. No, yeah, he had a really slow start. And, I mean, he did. I hope she gets knocked out. Me fucking too. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I can't stand her. And, yeah, I just. For those who don't know, we're watching bare knuckle boxing <laughs> while we're recording this. Um, But, yeah, he just. 
I, I think the Nuggets are set up really good, and a lot of people don't. Because they're not, like, a big market NBA team, the rest of the NBA media don't pay understand. attention. Yeah, they don't understand yeah. how... Back to Draymond Green, back when the Nuggets played him that one night, and he's like, oh, we're not completely healthy. We don't have Clay. We don't have Steph. And, you know, that's why they beat us by so much. You were healthy this game. Yeah. Draymond, you, Draymond didn't hurt, play, but, but you had Steph and Clay. Yeah. And yeah. you were leading the whole game up by 16, and you blew the lead. So Right. And that's without MPJ yeah. and Jamal Murray. So Nuggets are looking pretty. Yeah. In my opinion. Let's segue our way into a not so pretty looking team. I, don't know, I think they're looking pretty right now. Well, roster wise. On paper. Oh, I'm going to jump in. Let's do coaching staff first and then. Oh, you want to do coaching staff first? Yeah, because. Okay. I feel like the roster will be more. Quick. Upcoming. Upcoming. Okay. Because it'll be free agents. Remember, I got to bounce some names off you. Yes. Positions of need. Yep. Coaching staff. They filled it out. It's Broncos. done. The Broncos coaching staff. Yeah. Both sides. Completely full. Both sides. Special teams. And they created a new position. Really? I don't know if you heard about that. This is, this is where I lack in the podcast because I didn't do my Broncos research this week. So you're going to carry this. Yeah, thing. so they uh, they hired a guy, John. Sorry if I pronounced this wrong, but John Vieria. Okay. He is an instructional designer. That is his job title. Basically, what Nathaniel Hackett hired him for is to coach the coaches on how to make meetings more interesting and grab players' attention to keep the players entertained in meetings. That way they're not zoned out, falling asleep. Okay, real quick. You played football. Yeah. How could you make a football meeting more interesting? I don't know. Just relate to players. I think that's what I'm going for. If you're just up there talking like this is class, you were a student. You understood class. Right. You went to college. Yeah. You were in a lecture setting. Setting. Yeah. That's kind of how a meeting would be when you're like the next day after watching film. Oh, that's fucking horrible. Yeah. And then they turn the lights off because you got to watch film on the projector. You're not going to have the lights on for that. How many guys do you think are going to actually fall asleep? I'm sure a good handful. These guys are getting paid millions. So it's like. I've already been there, done that. Yeah. I've been around the block we, twice. The game already happened. Fuck it. Yeah. Like I can okay. watch the film when I get home. I like that. That's cool. So I, I, I it, think it's I a think great it, hire. Yeah, and I think it emphasizes just... He's trying to cover every... Who Nathaniel Hackett is. Yeah. You know what I mean? He want The fact that... And where it's good, too, is a lot of these coaches that they have, they are young coaches, and they are first-time coaches. Like, first, like in their position. You got a new OC, it's his first time, a first-time head coach, and a first-time DC. Which, it, it could be a recipe for disaster or and I think success for the next 10 years. And I think where it is is any 15. coach, I feel like, I feel like all the NFL coaches can set up a good game plan. Right. I, I think, I bet you Vic and Pat Shermer, they did their research and they were able to do a good game plan. Uh-huh. But what it was is they couldn't, they couldn't figure out how to get that information to the players and the players get that information to the field, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I think doing going about it this way is this guy can teach you, like, how to get their interest. Well, that could also be because, I mean, not trying to sound, you know, cliche, but, I mean, Vic and Pat were fucking boring to listen no, to. No, yeah, that's 
You know, I bet you they had players falling asleep in meetings. Some of the most monotone motherfuckers mm-hmm. I've ever listened to in my life. So, that I like it. Next, well, yeah. So from there, uh, assistant to the head coach Derek Haithcock Haithcook. I don't know anything about him. I didn't. He's basically Nathaniel Hackett's assistant. I don't think he's actually the assistant head coach. So right. Um, they retained wide receiver coach Zach Azani. He's been here for. Five odd years now. He's one of the only guys to get retained. Nice. Um, we talked about Butch Berry last week. Yep. Jake Moreland. He is the new tight end coach. Last year he was the tight end coach for the... He was the assistant O-line coach for the Jets. What? Yeah, so Jake Moreland. He was the assistant O-line coach for the Jets. And he's a tight end coach now. Yeah, he played tight end in the league. Actually okay. played for the Green Bay Packers. And was... Oh, wait. No, that's the assistant online coach. Who played for the Green Bay Packers with Rodgers, which is hmm. interesting. And the assistant online coach is... Write it down. Ben Steele. Hmm. So that that's who's going to be coaching our O-line. You know, Butch Berry, Jake Moreland, and then Ben Steele. Because tight end's basically a hybrid position. You're a receiver, yeah. Yeah. but you also got to know your run block stuff. Right. And pass protection. And pass block, yeah. Then go to running backs. You got Tyron Wheatley. Mm-hmm. And he was a was the head coach at Morgan State, HBCU. Interesting. And now he's running back. Is um, he the one who played for the Raiders? He, yeah, and he that played, he played at Michigan. Al Wilson at the line. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm, yeah. I, yeah. The snow game? Yeah. At the one-yard line? Goal yeah. line? Goal line. Yeah. No, it was it was like it's a fourth and one. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Um, and then you, that's really it. The Oh, the offensive quality control guy, Ramon. Ramon. Chin Young. Ramon. What the fuck? What is yeah. he? Mexican-Chinese? I think he's black. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy I was telling you. He was the high school coach in Houston, Texas. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't, bro, don't tell me that don't sound Mexican. No, it Chinese. did. Yeah. Ramon Chin Young. But he's from Houston, Texas. So. It, well, he could, well, it could be. I don't even know if he's from Houston, Texas, but that's where he was coaching. Like, he was the head coach of a high school in Houston, Texas. We've got races two episodes in a row. I'm just going to cut this one off now. Yeah, Joe Rogan's still running, though. He did it. He was <laughs> far a lot worse than we were. You know? I'm just going to go there. Okay. Man, just announced a tour. Oh my god! Yeah, I want to go. I do too. That probably didn't help our. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, uh, who did I just see? I just saw an NFL player. I don't want to go. He's been like, Adesanya's defended the guy. Did you see that? Yeah. Interview. Yeah. It was crazy, right? Uh, And then there was just another one where another. I just saw an NFL player that shared a Joe Rogan like quote like on his Instagram story, and I'm like. All these people understand. These people? That's what you're no, referring like, to them as now. No, not. <laughs> you racist. I'm saying like professionals, like athletes, like yeah, they're still defending him. And yeah. normally, when you see like the actual athletes not defending a person, is when you know like right. Because these are these are people that have talked to him. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway. <laughs> from there, you jump to the defensive side. You got the um, Evero was. Officially announced. Right. 
Um, from the Rams. From the Rams. He was their DB coach. Congrats to those fellas, huh? Yeah. Great game. Great Super Bowl. For them. Won me some money. At least almost had me break even. I won some money. It was fun to sit there and like watch all, like, because I bet quite a bit and to see how many bets I had hit was pretty fun. Oh boy. But yeah, so Evero, he, uh, he was with the Rams. D line. D line. Our D line coach would be Marcus Dixon. Are all D line coaches like that? Well, loud? Bucket hat and the sunflower seeds. I think that's just line coaches in general, yeah. Those TikToks are so funny. Yeah. D line. And it's not, I don't, like, they do seeds. A lot of it's like chew. chew. Yeah. I think they just have the seeds just to play because you're not supposed to, like, especially high school, you're not supposed to have the tobacco on property, so. We're just soft as a generation now, you know? I just think those have always been the rules, but I don't think you're supposed to have tobacco on a school camp. On a school, yeah. (laughs) But I think those coaches, like, don't give a fuck. No. What are you going to do, fire them? They're just going to go get another job somewhere else. And do the same fucking thing. Yeah. So, yeah, so. I keep keep cutting you off. The D-line coach, Marcus Dixon, he was the assistant D-line coach for the Rams. Okay. Also has a ring. Then the linebacker coach, Peter Hansen. Mm-hmm. He was a defensive coordinator for UNLV last last year. Couldn't tell you shit about their football team. Uh, they're okay. Okay. They're, it's just when you're not getting the top recruits, you're not going to be relevant. So Yeah. No, yeah. That's what it comes down to in college. Uh, The DB coach, he's going into it. He was retained. So right now we only have two coaches that have been retained Okay, from the staff. His name is Christian Parker. Going into his second season as the DB coach. Which and DB's fared pretty well this year, so. No, yeah. They, okay, they played like decent. Uh, outside linebacker coach, Burt Watts. Burt Kreischer. And favorite, best comedian out best there. Best comedian out there. He was the Auburn special teams coordinator last year. Okay. And then assistant. And, and he was hired at what position? Outside linebacker. Okay. So I think he might have played outside linebacker. And or he's yeah. on that side somewhere. Yeah. You're breathing really heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta blow my nose. Okay. Perfect. All right. So back to. You left off with Auburn. Yeah. Special so then you got assistant DB coach Ola Adams. And he was the co-DC for Temple University. Okay. Or the University of Temple. Pretty decent football program, you know. They're pretty well known. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Tulsa. That's who I was thinking of. And even them, they're a little down there. No, but like Tulsa's always. They, they've had some decent players over the past couple of years. So right. That could be it. Oh, fuck. You all right? This chair wouldn't scoot in. Do it again. No, like. Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> and then. Oh, they did. So the oldest. I don't want to say if he's the oldest on the staff. Come on, bro. I wasn't sure. Get your pen under control. Senior defensive assistant, Dom Capers. Been around the league for a while. Yeah, and you said before, this is a pretty young staff besides a couple guys. And he's just going to be a senior defensive assistant. He had the same position last year with the Lions. Okay. And he's been around the league. I think he's been at D.C. a couple times, too. Might have been a head coach. Not too sure. I didn't want to deep dive into him just because I don't really know his role. I feel like he's just going to be more of like a... A voice. Yeah, where they're going to come to, and they're going to be like, hey, what do we do on the defensive side? And What then, are you seeing that we should work on, blah, blah, blah? Yeah, basically. 
Makes sense. And then special teams, special teams coordinator, Dwayne Stukes. He was the assistant special teams coordinator for the Rams. Okay. So another Rams guy. Yep. And then assistant special teams coordinator, Mike Mallory. Uh Uh-huh. He was the assistant special teams coordinator for the Jags last year. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Real quick, if you had to give Hackett and Peyton a grade real quick on the whole staff. Just off names and, you know, where they came from and their, not experience, but. I'd give them about a B. I would say a B plus. Just because I don't know what they're doing. Right. So I don't want to go A to A plus because these guys don't really have a, they don't really have a lot of background in the NFL. A lot of these guys are new. Yeah. But the fact that, like, on the defensive side is you have one one guy that was a defensive coordinator, another guy that was a defensive or was a special teams coordinator, so they know how to, like, just talk to players in general. And literally coordinate. Yeah, and coordinate. And then seeing the guy, like, the teams you plucked from the NFL teams, how you have the Rams. They just won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So clearly that coaching staff was doing something right. They Correct. soaked something up. Um, looking at the offensive side, same thing. I think what it was is they got, they made sure they went out and. <laughs> Look at her face, yeah. dude. She looks like she was shot. <laughs> Shout out to 50. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she on the offensive side, it looks like they went and got a bunch of guys that can communicate and they're familiar with what they're trying to do offensively. And I like that. They're sticking to what they want to do, so. Yeah, I like it. I really like the instructional designer thing. Yeah, so I'll give them about a B, B plus. Cool. I like it. Moving on. First segment of the week. You sacrificed for us. <laughs> you the real MVP. Weekly MVP. You want to go first? You want me to go first, sir? I go first. Go ahead. Uh, pretty basic. I've already gave this guy MVP, but I'm going to give it again. Uh, Jokic. What he did this last week, really carrying the team, especially in the Golden State one. At, what, 35 points, 17 rebounds, and 8 assists, I want to say. Same thing in Toronto. Got the game-winning block. Against Golden State, you got the game-winning assist. And then against Orlando, almost another triple-double. Like, He's just that guy. Yeah. Got to give it to him, especially closing out the All-Star break and where the Nuggets are at. It was more of a first half of the season MVP for me. Okay. I like it. I'm going to go with Bryn Forbes. Big game in Golden State. Big game against Orlando. Not so big against... Uh, Toronto, but he only had 14 minutes that game, mm-hmm. so and he had seven points. But Orlando, he had 16. Golden State, he had 22. Yeah, which is you know you, it's a crucial game. You needed so. him there. He played yeah. 30 minutes off the bench. Yeah, and like I said, I texted you about that pick and roll game plan with him, and it's I feel like it's just so deadly, man. Yeah, and I think he's gonna start coming into his shoes with this team mm-hmm. post All Star break. So. 
That's what I got to give it to. I like it. Give it to us. Two nuggets. Yeah. Next. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night. A feeling. I got a feeling she got fucked up. Oh my god. Who's gonna win it? I don't think Britt won that one. No way, right? If she did, it might be a little more rigged than what we think. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Love it. Thank God. I can't fucking stand Brit Hart. Yeah, so she's new. So Hart was the title holder. She's not even bitching because she knows she got fucked up. I mean she can't see out of her right eye. Oh my god. Crazy. Alright. Me or you? I went first last segment. You got okay. this one. How do I say it? I have a feeling that the Avs are going to make a heavy push for a big name at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. which is March 21st. Yes. 14th. 21st. I believe. That was 14th. Is it 14th? Fuck. I know it's in March. NHL trade. 21st. 21st? 21st, yeah. And I think it's going to be a Quadro from Philly or like a Pavelski from Dallas. They're saying no. uh, Flyers. Yeah. Jero. Yeah. Or and then I heard her name. Somebody said the said Kane. Patrick Kane? Yeah. What? Yeah. Where'd you see that at? Uh was I listening to the fan? Well they really? said, yeah. They're like he hasn't they clearly aren't doing anything. He's on they said with you losing the guy said with you losing most likely losing Kadri next year, Kane's under contract for two years. So it would be a trade where it would solidify him for this year, the rest of this year and next year. Huh. I, which was yeah. a name that I haven't heard. Which, yeah, so it, it was. Be interesting. Yeah. He could be a, a solid. I mean, and he's guy. did it before. Like, he knows the postseason stretch. Yeah, and he he's older, so I could see him more of a third line guy. Mm-hmm. Se- maybe, maybe second, but that's kind of pushing it. But no, that's, that's a good name. But from what I've seen, to be honest, the price is going to be pretty fucking cheap yeah. for either of these guys. And it could be like a... They're saying... I heard... The name I heard was uh, Tyson Jost. Yeah. It, it it It's like a Tyson Jost, a prospect, and a draft pick. Yeah. Which if that's all we're going to give up, let's roll. Let's do mm-hmm. it. Come on. You I know? even heard Confer's name get thrown out a couple times. Yeah, me too. And I don't like that. No, Especially he, he after seeing how he played today. Yeah. That could be why he's playing so good too, though. Right. Yeah. You, know, you get those names out there and... Yeah. That's my feeling. You? Uh, Post-All-Star break, my feeling is the Nuggets are going to jump to top four in the West. Hey, bro. I had that one like two, three episodes ago. You got to do a new one. No, I didn't. swear to God. It's on record. Is it? You don't even listen to the episode. You don't even know. I edit the motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I said top four in the West post-All-Star break, and that's my feeling. Yeah, I said, I said in the playoffs they would be anywhere from four. Yeah, but you up. said playoffs. I just gave a distinct time that they're going to make a run top four. Post All Star break. It's the same thing. Especially bro. seeing Utah, they they're pretty much out of it. They're falling apart. Utah's out of the playoffs. They're Is not, that what you? No, they're just not the team that they were to start the oh. year. Losing Joe Ingles was big. I know they made a couple of trades, but yeah, I don't see him basically jowling in enough time. Uh-huh. And then Nuggets getting Michael Porter Jr. back most and, likely, and 
they can really do so. nothing but gel again. Yeah. I like it. So even though I already said it. I'm just trying to lead off my MVP. I've okay. been pretty no, accurate with my nuggets, so and my you know, halves. You know, I don't like how how cocky you get. Okay. I mean when you try to call me out, I'm just defending myself. Hey bro. I'm just trying to defend myself. Yeah, I'm not saying I didn't Yeah. We could fight right now. Look, look see Mike Perry getting ready? It's just a the table box. between us. Yeah, let's go. Good. Kick you in your knee. Fuck you. I don't fight with just my hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do we got upcoming, sir? Nothing for the Nuggets. Uh, all star break. Yeah. The Shout out to Bones for Rising Stars. Yeah, Huge. he had a good game. Ten points. Just Rising Stars in general, my opinion. He was a late addition, too. Yeah, but still. Yeah. But Rising Stars in general, in my opinion, the league is in such good hands. No, oh, yeah. It's going to be so fun for the next t- 10, 15 years. And what I like about the game in general, I like that game better than I like the All-Star game. Yeah. Those guys are trying to get, prove themselves. Yeah. It's where you saw Jamal Murray and Jokic play in. Right. Too. And yep. Jamal Murray actually won MVP of that when he played. So I like it. The effort yeah. that you see in that game, like there's actual defense in the Rising Stars opposed to in the All-Star game. Yeah, it's crazy. And then... Jokic, starter. And yeah, nothing up for those guys. But we got the Avs. So you are sitting at 36, 9 and 4, 76 points. And you have a little two game road trip until we record on Friday. Today's Saturday. Which would complete your three game road trip that you have. Right. right. Starting with Buffalo today. Mm-hmm. On the 21st, which is Monday, you go to Boston and then. Wednesday, you go to Detroit, and Tuna. Uh, just offer it. I'm going to say Tuna. Yeah, should be. Yeah. I think you beat Boston, especially that the fact that you have McKinnon back mm-hmm. versus the last game where you didn't, except for the first three minutes. Yeah. And Detroit, they, Detroit was the worst team in hockey last year, but they've kind of turned it around. And yeah. They're making it a little, a little, little interesting. Yeah. yeah. But... And I don't think the division rivalry is as big as it was in the early 2000s and the 90s and stuff. Uh-huh. But it's a rival, so there's a little little chip on your shoulder, a little I something to play for. It's a rival more for the fans. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I would, so I would say 2-0. And, and then we'll we'll give live updates on Friday. Winnipeg for Winnipeg. Play. For Winnipeg. Which I think we win that one, too. No, oh, yeah, you so. dominated against them yeah. the last couple of times. Okay. Truly it. Yeah, what do you got for those guys? Including Winnipeg. I'd say 3-0. 3-0? Yeah. Me too. So 4-0. It's just games you should win. Yeah. That's sure. the point. Unless you have like another goalie still a game. So it's the only Which thing I can see happening. could very well so happen. Yeah. I think Boston will be the toughest and it's on the road. Yeah. So. Okay. Quick upcoming. That's really it. That's really it for those two guys. The Broncos do have free agency coming up on the 16th of March is when the new league year and free agency starts. Mm-hmm. And you said you wanted to kind of pick my brain and rapid fire some names off. Yeah, so going in, was it the new league year starts March 16th? Yeah. 4 p.m.? And let's start off with what we're in need of. Yeah, I'll, I'll break it down first. So the new league year starts, free agency starts March 15th. 16th. Or March 16th, 4 p.m. I think it's Eastern time. 
So two Weird. o'clock. Eight. Yeah, so two o'clock our time. Okay. Broncos have a cap space of sixty four point two f- million. Officially. Going in. Okay. And yeah, you're losing quite a bit of players. I think you have the list. Yeah. Looks like you're losing starters wise. Um Kenny Young, Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan, and Bobby Massey. And then He's Teddy. Uh, Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, Kareem Jackson, and that's it. Starters wise, there is total three, four, nineteen guys. Yeah, you're losing because you got like Eric Saubert, yeah, uh, Andrew Beck, Andrew Beck, some two tight ends, yeah. So Cam Fleming, Bobby Massey, you said, and those are guys that are going to be become free agents. Yeah. So my needs that I said that. They need a, a stat or not necessarily that are established at right now, and they need to a, try to fill in free agency would be inside linebacker, outside linebacker, and cornerback. And you want those in free agency, not the draft. Okay. I mean, I feel like you could re you could resign like a Bobby Massey, but I don't didn't like. I wouldn't love it. I don't think too many like he had a decent you're, year. Your number played. two guy is still leaving. In yeah, Cameron Fleming. Fleming. So, so you still have to go get one. Yeah, in the, somewhere. And I want the draft. Yeah, from what I've seen in watching Senior Bowl practices and watching the Senior Bowl multiple times, is I feel like the draft has a pretty good tackle class. Okay. So we could have a guy that's going to be a that you could. How do I want to say this? Like groom to be a good tackle in the league. Uh huh. And I think inside and, linebacker and. And with the new coaching staff, who knows yeah, how, what, much, how much he can improve. So Yeah. And John I like his debut. Yeah. There's another one who made his debut today. Mike Barry. Yeah. How That's do you next. do next. Oh. I think Mendez is going to lay him the fuck out. So, yeah, we have 19 guys leaving. Looking at that, what do you, what do you feel like the needs are? Because I just said, you know, I, I feel like they need to go inside backer, outside yeah. backer, and cornerback. Do you want me to tell tell you who I think we re-signed to? Yeah, give me some names that you want re-signed, and I'll tell you if I have them. Kenny Young. Yeah. And then this is where it gets a little weird with the linebackers still. Because mm-hmm. you have Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell, Josie Jewell mm-hmm. leaving you. I would love to re-sign one of those two guys, but I think you need to go get one in the draft. And no, I yeah, I have you a keep. You keep Kenny Young. Let those two guys walk and go get a guy. Yeah, maybe even like re-sign Josie for as cheap as you can get him, and then still draft a guy and keep Josie's deal not very long. Yeah, and I think what if you re-sign a where I feel like, and I've been really big on AJ. I like him more as a linebacker than I do Joel. Yeah, but Joel is a great special teams player. Uh huh. So that's where if I'm re-signing Joel, it's going to be just for to play okay. special teams for us. Okay. But I feel like there's a guy you could – I've seen a couple of guys that coming up in this draft is where they're going to come in and they don't mind playing special teams. Uh-huh. So why not get a guy cheaper Makes sense. in the draft? I, so I think Kenny Young is like a – no, put, yeah, put so an asterisk by it. and For my inside linebacker important. list, I have Kenny Young at the top. Okay. And then uh, Devondre Campbell. He was the starting middle linebacker for the Packers this past year. Free agent. He will be a free agent. He led the 
he led the team with 102 tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles, and two interceptions. Okay. Was his full statistics. And then draft a guy. And then, yeah, you could okay. draft a guy in the later rounds. All right. Let's move to. What's your quick. next one? What do you think for position? Um, Tackle. You would go tackle. Uh, uh, like Just based off the need. Yeah. Obviously, quarterback no, yeah. is number one. But yeah. putting quarterback aside, I would say tackle. And I would say Cam Fleming really didn't prove a whole lot this year in the times that he did walk, get yeah. to play. So I, 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 Bobby Massey's not great, but he's not terrible. No, yeah. If you can get him for cheap, which unfortunately I don't know if that's going to happen, do it. But if you can, do it. And then we we need to draft a guy. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. And if we do have number nine, assuming we don't get Rodgers, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's the most important need at that pick. Assuming you get stuff with linebacker done, um, because if not, then I would say linebacker is more important than tackle. Yeah. But I mean, it's just it's football. I mean, everything's important. You know what I mean? Both. Yeah. Those, it's two different sides of the ball, and it's two different key positions. So it's Chad Mendes trying to fucking take him down. Yeah. I so think- sorry. I. Man, it's almost like a one A one B situation. Oh, yeah, I, I don't I, know what I can put is more important. Would you have those as your top two most important? Uh, so for free agency, like for I'm just saying for, for team needs, needs in yeah. general, yeah, it goes for me. It goes court, obviously quarterback, right? Uh, quarterback, then tackle, then inside backer, okay, and then I I think I would have to put it as quarterback and then two A two B with tackle and backer, yeah. That's just me. Yeah, for tackle, I just didn't like for free agency needs. I don't think it's something you want. Like, I would say the only thing you're going to look for is to re-sign a Bobby Massey. I think our free agency, like right tackle situation, is we've tried everything like how we have In for the, the quarterback. Yeah, we signed a Juwan James, and he played what thirteen minutes. Yeah, <laughs> something so, stupid like that. I don't know. Like three? Wasn't it like three yeah. quarters or something? Who knows? And they're but still yeah. paying like some of his contract. I think right. So, and then. After that, we have corner. Yeah. So we have a lot of corners leaving. Would you say? That's why. You could almost just say DBs. Yeah, but I feel like at the safety position, we we kind of already, like, addressed that issue last year. With who? Caden uh, Stearns. Caden Stearns. I think he's okay. going to be fit in. He did knock him down. Yeah, that dude was so cocky and pressers. Like he's all cross-eyed. But yeah, so before my list of needs on like cornerback, I have outside linebacker slash like an edge rusher. Because you're losing a Steven Weatherly. Um, you have a Bradley Chubb. He's but more of a, a interior lineman though, isn't he? Weatherly? No, he plays. They were using him like DN slash like outside backer, like edge okay. rusher type. Okay, and then. There's another guy they traded for that's going to be another outside, like, lower-end backer. But I think with you not having Vaughn, Malik Reed didn't really, like... He had a good start and then kind of really... Yeah, so I think he's a good rotational piece. I think what you're looking for is another guy that can come in and be, like, a 1... Maybe a 1A and a one or a 1B, so... I'm going to be honest, and it sounds pretty fucking corny to say, but I really think we're going to get Vaughn back. I don't think so. No? No. I think, think he, he wants to run LA. it back. With really? LA, yeah. I, I, I don't think, why wouldn't you? 
No, yeah, for sure. But I think for some, something's just telling me, especially I, if we do get Rogers, I think we're gonna he, we're gonna get him back. That's just me. So a guy that I have because I don't feel like we're gonna get Vaughn. So the two guys I have on my list that I want them to try to get would be like a in free agency. Correct? In free agency would be Chandler Jones, uh, which I re- I really like, and he's he's, probably, he's my number one. Thirty eight tackles. The, with sorry to interrupt you yeah. with edge rushers, he's probably like a number two after Vaughn, free agent wise. Yeah, they every like. List I've seen, they're like one A one B for edge rusher. Okay, so they're they keep being like flipped. Last year he had thirty eight tackles and ten and a half sacks. With um, who was he with last? Arizona. Year? Okay, but he did request a trade during the season and they didn't okay. move him, so he doesn't want to be there. Right, it might be it might cost you a little, no, pretty penny. I wouldn't mind it though. No, I mean he has the Super Bowl experience, and then he's pretty healthy for the most part. Didn't he have one big career injury though? For like a season, uh, yeah, maybe, but I feel like that's just the norm in the NFL. No, yeah, now, but I'm so. just saying. But like you know, health, especially for edge rushers, yeah, i.e. Bradley Chubb, yeah, you know, it's and it's imperative. Yeah, I think he he had that one game this year against Tennessee where he had what five and a half sacks. So yeah, uh, he still has yeah. it in him. I'm that was not, like what in the first like three weeks of the year, or yeah. like the first game it was of the, the year, first wasn't game it? of the year. I think it was, and he came out and I wouldn't mind it, and I wouldn't mind spending the extra dollar if we have to. Yeah, the next guy I have is a. Uh, Harold Landry the third. God, I'm so glad you didn't say Jadavion Clowney. No, I looked at his name a couple times, but I just don't like. That's the health he, issue. He's, is where it impedes it'd be like me. Bradley Bradley Chubb for right. me, so that's why I didn't go there. But Harold Landry the third. I know nothing about him. Head rusher Tennessee. Uh, last year he had 51 tackles, 12 sacks, and pretty athletic guy. And he, and he was in Tennessee. In Tennessee, he had 12 okay. sacks, and. Which, good defensive front, you know. Yeah, I mean they had they sacked Joe Burrow seven times in the playoffs. Yeah. So he uh he did for so for Tennessee they don't know they have some pretty big uh, like cap space issues. Okay. So they don't know who they're going to resign. They just resigned or they just signed Bud Dupree last year to a pretty pretty big contract. And Harold Landry, his only request is he wants to be the highest paid rusher like on whatever team he goes to. Which, looking at his those numbers, fifty one tackles and twelve sacks, I mean, he could come here and be more paid than Bradley Chubb, and I wouldn't mind at all. Yeah. And the next guy is Uchenya Nuosu. He is a outside linebacker slash edge rusher for the Chargers. I don't see the Chargers letting a guy walk, especially to where he can go in division. He. He's a lo- like one of their lower end guys. Like he starts, but I feel like they're gonna try to attack and pay, offer big money to a Chandler Jones, to a. So if you can't land a Chandler Jones or you can't land Harold Landry or even if you do want Von Miller back and say they do go get him, this is a guy where he had forty tackles, five sacks, and then he had one interception. Where it's just really it's it's he, a it's a low risk high reward situation. Yeah, where you're not gonna have to pay him too much. You still have cap space. Makes if sense. you have to go get another guy, another nope. lower name. Okay. And then cornerback would be my last where I would go for free agency. Uh-huh. Um, I would start with Darius Williams. He's was the Rams number two guy this year. He had four. Don't, I don't see him walking. Uh, I don't see him walking, but with, with, with Evero with Evero being here. I feel oh, like yeah. this this fit this will fit him because and with 
the Rams cap space, they might have no choice but, but to, to let him walk. walk and get a guy in the draft. Yeah. I mean, they don't have too many draft picks, but would you mind re-signing like a Bryce Callahan? Yeah, he's actually third on my list. If you okay. can't get so if you can't get Williams 44 tackles, 14 pass breakups and four interceptions and I mean, he obviously played good enough for them opposite of Jalen Ramsey for them to win the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, you didn't see him get picked on too much in the Super Bowl. They actually picked on Ramsey more. Yeah. For sure. And then the next guy I have is uh, Kwan Williams. He's a free agent. He was with the 49ers last year. He had 52 total tackles, four passes defended, and one interception. He is primarily a nickel corner. So he is a guy in the slot, and that would fill the void of if you do lose a Callahan or – because you could play the nickel. The nickel, right. And Which, you still you still have Ronald Darby and Sertan on the outsides. Yeah. So a Darius and, Williams, I don't know how he would and, fit. And a Michael Ojemudia. Yeah. If, as much as nobody talks about him, I, I still think that was a great pick. And I think he's good. I think where it is for him, where it's going to hurt, is he is pretty injury prone. That's why he set yeah. out most of last year. Right. And then... He did have an injury. He rookie, was drafted. Hamstring his rookie year, I believe, too. And he was drafted before... The new regime came in, so right makes sense. If they uh, Darius Williams comes in, you know Jamudi is going to get dropped to just a special teams guy. A Kwan Williams, he could play the nickel. I don't know how well Ojemudia knows the nickel position, right? Because it was Callahan and then Hairston were mm-hmm. our nickel corners. Mm-hmm. So Kwan Williams is a he is a nickel corner. That's what his job is for the 49ers. and he he's pretty good against the rush. And I mean, he had 52 tackles as a corner, which it's a lot, pretty I mean, good. Jesus. Yeah, and he's he's a smaller guy, and he he doesn't mind getting his head in there, which could fill the void of like a um, Kareem Jackson. K- I would say K- yeah. Jack. And then the last, I have like a three A three B for the corners, and it would be a Callahan or bringing back like a Chris Harris, just to fill that nickel is corner his spot. Contract up this year. Yeah, he is it a is? free agent as well. Okay. And the rumor for Chris Harris is that. Uh, LA is just going to let him walk. I could see it. He didn't really do anything spectacular. No, yeah, and there, he's so. he's a guy where he's just a he's just a nickel corner now. He's not yeah. some guy somebody you're going to put on the outside and yeah. Hope he makes an impact. If he's playing the nickel corner, you want him playing downhill and yeah. he's he's the oldest guy on this list for sure. I think Kwan Williams and Callahan are this like around the same age, and then the youngest guy on this list for me would be Darius Williams. And he's really only number one because of his knowledge of Evero and the way just what Evero wants. You saw it when Vic got here. He wanted Callahan and he wanted Kyle Fuller, two guys he had in Chicago. So I wouldn't be surprised if Evero's the same way. Like, if you could just get me this guy here. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. For sure. I I think I'm really heavy on a Bryce Callahan reciting. No, yeah, he didn't play bad. I think... I think it's almost like a one more chance. Yeah. You know? Well, he didn't play terrible. I think Give him, he was like one of the highest rated corners this year too. But he Especially from the nickel spot. He yeah. got hurt. And I wouldn't I wouldn't mind like a one year, you know. Something small. Four million. Yeah. Something like that, you know. And then assuming he plays all 16. Even, mm-hmm. even if he plays all 16 and has a like a handful of okay games, I still wouldn't mind a re-signing after that to be honest. Yeah, I just wanted to play all sixteen. Really, I think that would probably be my your number one. Yeah, yeah. He, I can't even say he knows the defense because everything's going to be different. Yeah. But he knows here. 
you know he's familiar with the locker room and yeah and the guys and yeah. you know the whole situation and who know he might not even want to be here yeah that could be it he could have been a guy who was actually here for Vic which would be weird right. to say but he did fit Fangio's yeah. defense pretty good so he might not even want to be here is that it yeah that's really all I have for free agent needs I mean the other ones yeah. I feel like you really hit the draft hard and yeah you do in the the back end and I think that's where it's big for like George Payton George Payton being at the Senior Bowl that's where a lot of those lower end and like we repeated last year, you know, you got to find those diamonds in the rough in the three, four, five, six, seven. Right? Yeah, because like he, you have to hit those nails on the head. Even though we're losing a lot of guys, I feel like our our the main core of our roster is kind of set. Yeah, in stone. The the starting twenty two, yeah. you could say. Yeah, well, for the most part. Um, Besides the outside backer and right tackle, right, and quarterback, and obviously. probably inside linebacker. I mean, you have a Baron Browning, and then. Uh, Who's the guy? He played pretty good towards the end. Cooper, there. Jonathan Cooper, Ed, outside guy. Uh, he's on there. Inside linebacker. Yeah, he's an inside backer. Oh, Justin Stranad. Yeah, Stranad played yeah. pretty good. He did. Sports quiz. Me or you? You went first on the last segment. I'll go. Go ahead. Uh, in inches, what size is the diameter of a regulation basketball hoop? My penis. <laughs> it's a little small. What? So that's a little small in diameter. Okay. <laughs> the <laughs> diameter of a basketball hoop. Ugh. I feel like I should know this. Um, fourteen inches. No, you were close. Eighteen. Eighteen. Fuck. Wow, that's a lot bigger. That than seems I bigger than I thought. It, that was a little bigger too. That's what she said. I was said. gonna go with like sixteen, fifteen inches. That's what she said. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. In which sport can you win the Davis Cup? The Davis Cup. Yep. Hockey, or not hockey? Uh, golf. Tennis. Maybe I guess I need to start watching more tennis. I don't know. Well, it was either that or in badminton. How many feathers does the shuttlecock have? <laughs> exactly. Oh, you're doing this. It's like, what, like three, six, twelve, sixteen. Close. I didn't even know it was so called the shuttlecock. I, I just called know. it the thingy. Yeah, I didn't know what it was called. I didn't know that like mattered. What was my other question? Uh, which horse race is run at Church? Downs in Louisville, Kentucky. I don't fucking know. Oh, the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Why didn't you give me that one? Because it's way too easy. You give a fuck. That one was at least a little <laughs> bit challenging. <laughs> Good show, brother. That was fun. Yeah. See you next week. Right? Yeah. Today's Saturday. Probably record Friday. Right? Yeah. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Damien at Dame. Underscore APD, my co-host, my fucking co-host, Tony. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at TV three underscore APD. Follow the podcast on Instagram, All Pro Dads. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Spotify, All Pro Dads. I'm giving up on Apple Music at this point. Is it a process? Yeah, it's stupid. So there's that, and then Twitch. Twitch.tv slash all pro dads. That's it. Might do a Twitter. I think we should stick to Instagram first. Hmm? I think we should just stick to well, Instagram I think, first. I think in, like Twitter because I'm going to start sharing like stuff under our Twitter. Okay. I like it. Maybe we'll announce it next week. Yeah. Good show. If you came this far, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Catch you all on the flip. They're face guarding forms. Here we go. 
A three might win it. Jokic has it. Five to shoot. Jokic back and in. Morris to win. Yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> Was it in time? Oh, and bodies are going down. The look and see if he got it off. Vic Lombardi, not only a doctor, he's a prophesizer. So let's see. Is it in time? Jokic the assist. Yes. 